So you've reached the end of Netflix and you need something to fill the time. Well, welcome to Small Town Scuttlebutt. That's why they're here. I'm Bimo the Prince. Small Town Scuttlebutt is sponsored by... Royal Pizza. All the dough and sauce is made fresh daily in store. When it's time for pizza, it's time for Royal Pizza. And Mario's Lawn Care. Get it done on time and get it done right. For full landscaping, snow removal, and service that cannot be beat, call the best and ask for Mario. And please forgive me tripping up this read. (laughs) And by Park Street Books. Online shopping, in-store visits, curbside pickup, and even home delivery. They offer all that with a smile and no extra charge. Read, play, unplug. Park Street Books. Here it comes, right on time. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt. You can't help it, can you? You're hooked. You need some serious help. Small Town Scuttlebutt is the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that are time drawn makes my morning drive too long. Suburban moms love drinking wine. Let's go check the grievance line. Small Town Scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy, wrote the post that drove you mad I am like I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did Kathy's always killing time, talking about some unsolved crime We made this podcast just for you Really nailed that kazoo, Rick Oh, alright, a little late there, Kath Thanks, though Recording from a basement in a small town somewhere in the United States of America Here's Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris. Okay, so we're starting the show here, episode six, season two, Small Town Scuttlebutt. How are you? My name is Rick Fink Jr. I'm sitting in my basement at a table across from my friend Mike Page, and to my left, my friend Kathy Ferris. Hello. How's it going, Rick? Great. And uh, we are the show that reacts to the reaction of people overreacting to small town issues. I've never said that before in the open. I always felt like- I liked it. We need to declare who we are in the beginning. I've always loved that and I always trip up over it when people ask me about the podcast. Like, what is it about? I'm like, I don't know, I'm in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I do feel like sometimes I'm like, well, we're small town scuttlebutt, so it's all there in the name, but do stray on, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, topics of discussion where we feel like going. You know what I like about this podcast? Because especially right now, I feel like it's really timely. I think everybody is going through this thing in this pandemic now with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it just, everything just got hard and aggravating <sighs> and the anxiety. And, and we came in today and we... I'm just so glad we just put everything on the table saying like, guys, this hasn't been fun. Yeah. Why are we having fun anymore? Right, right. Like right? the show, we well, it's, uh, I've been having fun, but it's definitely feeling like a lot of work. How just good, like I, unnecessary stress. Like the absolutely. vibe is different. Here's yes. right? the problem, guys. We set the bar so high with the quality of this show. Right. That it's like, how do we keep living up to this? <laughs> no. I mean, I, it's like when you go out and you win the Caldecott Medal on your first children's book. How do you how do you keep writing as a children's book author? You don't. You retire. Exactly. On top. Exactly. You're done. So right. So, so like Rick's, thanks. Rick's, so thanks for Ricky's, listening, everybody. This is our last episode. <laughs> we cannot do. Our work uh, is done here. Ricky's haunted house book. Yeah, I mean he peaked. Yeah. Right. 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 You know the you sequel's had. never better. The only time I've ever seen a sequel be better is um, Kung Fu Panda. 
that whole trilogy just it just builds mm-hmm. it really does so do you think we're would you say we're in a sophomore slump as far as uh energy no. level and no. i feel like we're still putting out a good show no, so a show worth I, listening to i know I, I didn't mean to interrupt you there no i i think i think we're experiencing what every other everybody else is experiencing and i'm not okay. going to get into your relationships or whatever but yeah. like it's a roller coaster there's one day where you're like i'm with my soulmate i mean this is great and then the next day at 2 a.m you're looking at real estate you're thinking are there apartments available right? now can we talk about the story you were mentioning about you and jeff as you were coming here <laughs> okay fine you know that you were talked about how you had a little dust up with your husband earlier today Do we'll tell. call it a dust up sure mm-hmm. it, it, it started yesterday with the yard work the thing with it is that we our marriage really is struggling when we do yard work because i always feel like he's it's his way and not my way like for some reason we go out there and he's a supervisor you know what i mean like oh that i'm not that is he condescending to you or is he a good no, supervisor he's just decisive and direct mm-hmm. and, and which is fine for other areas yeah. but but not for like lawn care i i and this has been going on for some time i this summer i wrote a bit about it where i say you know my, i've been married for a long time 27 years and um, you know, to keep things interesting, we role play. Yeah. Um, and by role play, I mean we pretend we're small business owners. Uh, we own a landscaping company, <laughs> and he's a supervisor, and I work for him. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> so it started with that. It started yep. with the lawn thing. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I'm not the nicest person yeah. to do lawn care with. I'll give you that. Okay. Then it ended with today. It blew up today when he. Um, baked a ham and and he wanted the dish and I already cleaned the dish long story short Jessica's zoom class was interrupted <laughs> by Kathy and Jeff um so <laughs> then he went out for a little while and I was coming over here and on the way over here I saw somebody behind me and they weren't like letting me park and I'm like this is, who the hell is this <laughs> yeah it turns out it was Jeff um outside and, of my house yeah okay. outside your house nice. you know just to kind of you know we we made up uh, yep. um, before then, okay. but then he went out. Uh, well, we made but then up, he remembered what he really wanted to say. Well, we made up <laughs> yeah. on the phone, like when he was out. Yeah, you know, yeah. we talked on the phone, and we were. How good. did that conversation go? Like, I'm sorry, I was a little hard on you with the fertilizer application. Well, at first started with like, I'm I wasn't. I wasn't very. I didn't give you a good tutorial on the spreader, the fertilizer spreader. <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, it did not go anything like that. Okay, um, I first started with like, I'm documenting everything now so i'd rather just do this through a text and <laughs> yeah i need this writing <laughs> and um i need timestamps. <laughs> uh i like to play the victim first off i really do I'm, I'm a good victim and so he brought up a few things that i may have or may not have done yesterday mm-hmm. and so long story short i was on my way over here and then he stopped um and um we had like a little scuffle. I guess I it wasn't really even a scuffle. It was just like an aggravation thing. Oh, and man, I had a, a scuttlebutt scuffle. Yeah, right. This uh, is a long story. Uh, does it have a conclusion, Kevin? Yeah, it's done. Yeah. I, I don't know how, how to end it. I mean, we're, we're, good. Just, we're good. We're good now. Kathy, yeah, I started I, losing interest when when you were telling me that you guys reconciled. I, <laughs> I'm like, I said, oh, this is no. Kid. I said, I'm sorry, I'm late. <laughs> I had to end a sh- end end an argument. Okay, Kathy, I don't want to tell you how to live your life or anything. I know you and Jeff have been together a long time. Yeah, but I could recommend a marriage counselor for you if you're interested. 
Okay. So his name is Mario. And <laughs> you can reach him at 508-359-8016. He can help you with all of your landscaping and lawn care needs. <laughs> that was Yeah. Mike, that was a great save. Thank you for pressing that button. That was that really button. good because that was not a good story. As soon as she started that story, I was already looking up Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was a great story except for the part where like, no, it, it did. No, it got long. It got long. I just yeah, didn't know it, how much I wanted to share. There, you know? Yeah, well, it lacked like that apex. Like, I want to hear about the climax of the fight, really. But I like how on. she's acting like she didn't know how much she wanted to share. Like her business card doesn't say over sharer underneath comedian. <laughs> oh, is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. I do funny. say that. I do say that. On today's show, we have a guy coming in who's a rising star, and he lives in Stoughton, Massachusetts. That's mm-hmm. I would consider That's a that town. a pretty small town mm-hmm. comparative to I don't know. They've got urban. an IKEA. <laughs> you know, you're oh. doing all right when you've got an IKEA. Yep, they made yeah. it. That's they, like yeah. you know, king of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. You, if, you get that IKEA in there, and now you're, now we're in the big leagues. They don't advertise with us, so let's just call them. The big blue and yellow Swedish box store. Yeah. <laughs> For Nobody code. Nobody will know what that is. Exactly. So. And they have great meatballs inside at the cafeteria. Yeah, they do. Uh, BMO the Prince is a rising star on TikTok. A lot of you probably know him. I'm so excited to have this guy on He's the show. hilarious. Yeah. And the reason why we are getting him on the show is a connection that Mike has. Yeah. So my friend Sarah, uh, very close friend of mine um, for the last like 10 to 15 years. She's one of my favorite people. Um she married Brian, and Brian BMO. Brian, yeah, sorry, she married Brian. Why don't we and, give? Um, what, what does BMO stand for? So his name is Brian Mahler. Okay. Um, but everybody tells him that he looks like the Fresh Prince, so he goes by BMO the Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Sarah was going to marry Brian, and we all gave her a hard time all the way up to the wedding because none of us had ever met him. Um. Because he was always. Did you think he was fictional? Yes, we oh, all were like Sarah. He was this George guy Glass. Because he was like Mr. Perfect. None of us had ever met him. He was always too busy, so we didn't think he existed until the actual wedding. When oh my God, he showed up! But he and I immediately bonded over a friend of mine not showing up to their wedding. My good friend Pata decided he couldn't show up to the wedding. Now he had a valid excuse, but if you're not going appendix. No. Oh. If you're not going to show at a wedding and you decide that the day of, don't don't tell anybody. Just don't show up. He not only told people, he notified the bride. Like two to three hours before the wedding was going to start, he called her and was like, hey, Sarah, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it today. She was like, of course, she's stressing out over a million things. She lost it. Really? I would. I oh, yeah. could not care less if a guest well, last minute said they couldn't come to my wedding. Really? She was mad because so what? he was telling her then mm-hmm. that he wasn't coming when he had already agreed. And then that he was telling her at all on the day of her wedding. Yeah, like so, just let that slide. Yeah. And that they paid. Yeah. Right. So, of course, me being me, I found his uh, name card for the table. And I went around and took pictures of it with every guest at the wedding. I love that. And Every day from the next day forward until I ran out of pictures, Pata received a photo of a wedding guest holding his name. Most of them were giving uh, the one-finger salute. Uh-huh. Some of them even wanted to make videos to really show their vitriol. Um, and, he, and he doesn't even know these most of these people. Rick. No. Mike is going to be such a groomzilla. Yeah. He's uh-huh. going to be the worst. He is. <laughs> but so the here's my advice for any... Uh, single listeners out there 
I learned that day, I wasn't single at the time, but I learned that day, my God, if you want to meet people at a wedding, find out who didn't show up and should have been there, uh, had said they were going to be there. Find out who that is. Then find their name card and go around and tell the story to every guest. That's a great icebreaker. You meet everybody. You've Mm -hmm. already gotten the icebreaker out of the way, and they're on your side. I I met everybody. Uh, I still have the card. One girl wrote her name and how to get in touch with her on the back. Like, and you had a date? Are you serious? Yeah. What's the number? What's her name? Can I just let's, let's call I her? Have, up. I have a follow up question. Hey, here. wait, I'm sorry. Can we call her? Let's get her on the line and uh, reminisce. Go I ahead. have a follow up question. Okay, so you sound real busy during this wedding and you had a date. No, wait, sorry. I don't, I no, this is even funnier. You have it? It doesn't, yeah, of course. Here it is. I brought it. I brought it as a oh, you don't walk around with it. It doesn't well, have her, her number on the back. I forgot. It's got her name and then it says. Gold dress, red nails. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Is that in your wallet or something? Or is that with, like, your other coupons? What no, is this with? No, but this is... This <laughs> you is, have another this woman's This is something number. that we saved as a joke. Um, so Allie was in attendance at this wedding as well. Was she your date? No. Um, I was with my ex still at that point, ex-girlfriend. Um, but we thought it was so funny that, of course, this got saved. This was, this was like, the... Uh, memento from the wedding of mm-hmm. like that's that's the conversation piece. is this your handwriting no that's rebecca's handwriting so the girl wrote this yeah she wrote gold dress red nails yeah and by mm-hmm. the way from that handwriting can you not tell that that's a girl with a gold dress and red nails yeah i just like if what i'm gonna, if i'm gonna write something about myself i think mm-hmm. i would just write like virgo takes long walks in the mall <laughs> and consider that my workout for the day i wouldn't write like gold dress red nails okay that that's weird, don't you think? Uh, well, that's probably the. She probably stood out of the crowd with that red dress, at a wedding, and that was a gold dress. Gold oh, dress, red dress. Okay, so How the gold does dress. Project take you to go around no. and interview everybody at the wedding, Mike? Oh, it was the entire wedding. I was going around. Oh. I had I had my drink <laughs> in my hand, and I was just going around getting pictures of people, telling Pata what they thought. Where was your date? I didn't have a date at the wedding. Oh, I you thought said, you said you, you did. Said, yeah, Mike. No, you said you I said I had a. I, w- I was still with my ex girlfriend at the time. Oh, oh we took was... that as that. Yeah. But don't give me the stink oh, eye no, no, because no, no. we I'm took sorry. that. That's just as... bad storytelling, Kathy. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Mike's fault. Thanks, Rick. Because I was yeah. with you. Anyway. We're bonding on this. We are. We're bonding. We are. Yeah, I like it. It's <laughs> for once. It's two on one. Rick seat. I know. I know. Let's keep this going. This is probably the best show. And this is what this is coming down to, right? Yeah. So Bimo the Prince is going to be in here shortly. Um, I think we're waiting for a text. If he's outside, we'll go grab him and bring him down. Unless he knows to walk around the back, come in the backyard, through the patio, down the well, back I'm stairs, just glad that we're in on the a hallway, good... take a left. Right, he, wait, right. he just texted. I think I'm here. <laughs> oh. Want to go get him? And Kathy and I will just keep it real? We'll keep it All real. Right. Okay, so we're talking. Bimo will be right back with Mike. I feel I I like this level in this vibe that we're at now don't you yeah i feel much happier you know and, what it is uh, i think we need to bond over like questioning mike and his storytelling I th- yeah i think we should just um thanks for backing me up about that because i just couldn't get off the thing that he was at a wedding mm-hmm. with somebody but he's interviewing everybody at the wedding yeah right? wow what a fun date why <laughs> why would the girl in the gold dress and the red nails say this is a catch wow super right. social because really you're kind of being an introvert and you're just 
right. doing your little thing. Right. And you're like in your own little, like you got the blinders on. Oh, I've already talked to you. Yeah. Oh, I haven't talked to you. Exactly, exactly. You know, I'm doing this thing. Before you know it, you're like a robot. It's just coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the hang I time talk- with that guy at the wedding is about the seven seconds it took for him to get that picture from you. And then I'm like, I'm not. Do you think he gave her his business card too? Probably not. The only reason I would call him is. You know why? Because he had a girlfriend and Mike's a faithful guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's not the kind of guy that would do that. Although he does, he does have keep a phone a number <laughs> with a girl's phone number that wears a red dress. Right, red right. dress and I guess no we'll, gold dress. Gold dress, red nails. Gold dress, red nails. Yeah, <laughs> that will be our new thing. That will be our code. Yeah. Hey, that reminds oh. me. Earlier before the show, you called me a douchebag. What yeah. was that all about? Oh, because we're bonding. Yeah, this is <laughs> when we. Is that your pet name for me? Oh, hi, douchebag. No, no, that's not true. I tell this story all the time. Yeah. Well, not all the time, but this is our our I met story. Yeah. I love that when I came in tonight, and you know, just fresh off the whole closure fight with Jeff yep. and coming in and we're like, I don't know this. I'm just not feeling it. I'm like me neither. I'm so glad you said this. Yep. And we just started talking about it and, and you just started questioning all this stuff. I'm like, Rick, remember when I told you when I first met you, I thought you were a douchebag because you come off as a douchebag. It's funny. Cause I, I paid a, um, to be in your class and that was, that was the first impression. That's well, great. As a teacher, I would never say that to <laughs> and somebody. You didn't? We nope. went to coffee yeah. later. Yes, right. We became friends, and I said that to you then. Yeah. <laughs> and I said it in a loving way because you come off as a douchebag, but you're not a douchebag. Yep. That's what I was saying. I got you. You have lots of layers. Mm-hmm. Good layers. Okay. Yeah. Look who just walked in. We got Bimo the Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Brian was. Last week featured on funnierdie.com as one of the three TikTok influencers that you should be following. Yeah. Uh, did you know that they were going to do that? I had no idea they were going to do it. How so did you find out? I um I got home. We went out. And actually, it was funny because we went out to Target. Me and Sarah went out to Target that night. And uh, for the first time ever, uh, someone recognized me. And so some guy walked up. He was like, hey, man. I don't want to bother you, but like, I love your stuff. And I was like, ah, th- um, cool. Yeah. And we actually were just like arguing over if we should get waffles or not. That's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. They walked up as we're arguing about waffles. What does a TikToker do? Because it's not like they're asking for your autograph, right? Like, are they asking for a selfie or something? No, they just nothing? were like, hey, thanks for doing what you do. Like, this pandemic has sucked. So yeah, right. we're just we're just glad you're putting some something funny out there to watch or whatever. And I was like, oh. Thank you. Didn't you have a guy like be like Bimo? Oh yes, <laughs> it was some uh, lady. We got <laughs> we got home to our apartment, and like I'm just loading stuff. We just got back from like the gym, so I'm loading stuff out of the car, and then I just hear, "Oh, Brian, Bimo," and I was like, uh, uh, "Hi, oh yeah. hey, what's <laughs> up?" And then they like got closer, so I waited by the car, assuming they were gonna say something else, mm-hmm. because they called me by both of my names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I love your work. Yeah. Or and they walked up and then just kept on going. And then I was like, oh, they're probably gonna say something to Sarah, who was at the door. And Sarah yeah. opened the door and she was like, thanks, and just walked right into the building. And I was like, that was weird, right? You were yeah. in Target, and that's when you found out that you made the top three. Um, no, it was. That was the big thing that night, and we yeah. ca- and Sarah was like, "That's so cool! Someone actually like recognized you." Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And we got home, and the author of the the piece on Funny or Die had messaged it to me, and I oh, was nice. like, 
oh, I don't know what this is. Like, uh, I don't know, whatever. And I just skimmed through and it just said stuff about generations. And I was like, oh, someone's just sending me generational stuff. I'll read it later. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at something else and it was like, you're one of the top three TikTokers to follow funny blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wait, what is this? And I look at funnyordie.com and my like my mug is right there. I was right. like, oh my God. <laughs> Kathy says that we were talking about you coming on the show and her own daughter was like, oh yeah, she's familiar with BMO yeah, too. It's so. the weirdest thing. It's yeah. I don't think it's a thing I'll ever be comfortable with is people like thinking of people being like, oh yeah, I follow that guy. He's funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just a, a nerdy, stupid dude from like South the no, South really, Shore, you're very Boston. Talent, you're a very uh-huh, talented uh-huh. Like person. It's, so, it's, so, yeah. it's always going to be weird to me, but I mean, I won't. I won't uh, give it back. You know what? I I'll say this for someone who's getting recognized by people in Hollywood, by you know the globe, right? Yeah, you're in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're taking it pretty well in stride, and you're not. You know, your head's not too big. You're sitting in my basement. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you drove what 30, 40 minutes to get here. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yes, sir. I, I will tell you, that. I have friends that have have got this credit as well, Funny or Die, and it's like you can't talk to them for a month. <laughs> you can't look them in the eye. It's yeah. like a big deal. It is because it is a big deal. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it, This is not an easy thing to get. When I first pitched you to Rick and Kathy in season one, I was like, I think we need to have Brian on and Sarah. This is even before we went on air, so potentially could have been our first guest on yeah, our first like show. Yeah, you ever. literally. Could I have wasn't been even one. here. So. Wait a second, yeah, Mike. In fairness, just to, Kathy wasn't there yet. Yes, probably. right. She was, it was just me and Mike. When did our first show come out? June 11th. And yeah. when did you start your TikTok adventure? Uh, March. I, really, I didn't put out anything truthfully until like the beginning of April, maybe the very, very end of March. So you, you have. We'll give you. We gave you a 30-day head start. Yeah. And this is where you are? <laughs> Mike, that's the last time we give anyone a head start. Yeah! When you were at the radio station, uh, you were doing some shifts, getting paid, mm-hmm. and then you would hand your paycheck over to the station to buy airtime. Oh. Yeah, this was. So you could get on the air and have a show. And This was actually like right when I met Sarah. Mm hmm. Um, we, we had met on Tinder because that's where all true love blooms from. <laughs> I think Disney has a musical about that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and so um, I had met her and I was working at Boston Medical Center and I was just like, I, I really don't, this isn't me. I want to go into, go back to trying to find a way in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend from college that was running a radio station in Brockton right next to uh, my town. Mm-hmm. And it was this tiny radio station and it was like community radio and they hired me as a producer and it was... I think $9 an hour, but you only would help community people. So there was only a few shows. Mm-hmm. So it was literally you would go and make nine bucks for one hour each day, and that was it. Yep. But then we would, I got enough people to like do the show with me on the weekend. So I literally gave that money straight back to them just to be able to buy an hour's worth of airtime at the end of each week. That's great. What did you, what did you do with that hour? Uh, we made a show. It was called The Here and Now Show. It was me and three of my other friends. And we just kind of tackled whatever was going on and just talked about it and just made a funny kind of light but serious talk show for the one day it was on, the one hour on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and just tried to push it and and put it out there as much as possible. And they all weren't really interested in radio. They just knew it was the thing I was trying to do. So yeah. they were like, we got you, homie. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Like, we got an hour. Let's all just go chat and see what we can do. We're hanging out. Let's just go hang out. In front of microphones. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it was that's essentially the same, you yeah. know? And then um, shortly right thereafter, that's when I got a job 
as a street teamer at Hot 96.9 in Boston, which was new, which was cool because then I got to meet like Ramiro, not Ramiro at first, but and Pebbles, Pebbles and all them. Yeah. And that was mind blowing just in and of itself. Now, when you're on a street there. team, that's like promotional stuff, right? Yeah. You're going out. Um, terrible job. <laughs> so, so you're 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 like you could be at a bar at ten o'clock on a Saturday night, right? Yeah. With a live remote, oh, yeah. or you could be at at Bill's Car Wash. On, oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Isn't it like a Jehovah Witness for radio stations? Like, <laughs> it is, would yeah. you like to be to talk about Jesus Christ or no. or my radio station? No one wants to talk to us. It's yeah. in, it was incredible. You'd be at, the only time you'd get people to talk to you is when we did the bar gigs because they'd have enough drinks that they'd be interested. Yeah, and they'd you also had free, free stuff. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was the free stuff, and they'd go, "All right, I'll yeah. take a bottle opener." Like, <laughs> small talk for koozie yeah but rough job but Mm -hmm. like it was one of those things where jackson blue who uh i don't know if a ton of people know him but he was doing afternoons there then and he came up to me and just said hey uh do you want to like be on air and i go well i don't want to hand out cds (laughs) the rest of my life so (laughs) yes i do that's why i'm here and he worked with me like all the credit to him he he sat with me and went through terrible terrible demos that i just made and put together and picked him apart and wasn't what i loved is he didn't mince words yeah is he wasn't gonna just sugarcoat it Mm -hmm. and he went in he was like this is bad this is bad this is good do this that and eventually built it up where he got me uh some overnight shifts on air there which was like one to four in the morning when no one's listening but still you're working to build a tape right you know eventually it led to a job down in uh new bedford at Fun 107 down there, which, like, was great. And then snowballed into me being able to do afternoons there. So all of a sudden, all of these little things were building. And I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm actually doing entertainment now. This is cool. Like, this is dope. And then finally, (laughs) it all culminated in uh, 103.3 Amp Radio in Boston, one of the stations I listened to all the time. I had applied there a bunch of times, and they never paid any attention to me. So finally, I friend requested on Facebook one of the DJs. And I've never met him, and I was like, ah, what the hell, I'll friend request him, see what he does. And he accepted it. So I was like, all right. Then one day he posted that they needed a new weekend uh, jock. And so I messaged Sarah, and I was like, hey, would it be creepy if I sent him a message? (laughs) I know you hate social media, but I think this is working. But would this be creepy? And Mm -hmm. she was like, no, you should. So I sent him a message. I was like, hey, what do I have to do to get you guys to actually listen to my demo? And he goes, send it right now. And so I sent it within five minutes. He goes, my boss is going to email you something right now. It was a contract? And it was an interview. Oh. Then I went to the interview, and he goes, okay, so we're going to bring you on. And I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. What? And I just remember leaving there, and no lie, I, I got in my car, and as I started to drive home, wept. Like, openly wept, because it was just, like, so much time and all the stuff that I had, like, put off and was broke for a mm-hmm. while. And I was like... Finally, like those little pieces do pay off. This is the eventually. best part of this story. I think so many kids are probably looking at Bimo the Prince and be like, oh, here's a guy who just it just did it, right? Exactly. Dude, you you paid your dues. And it's funny, I think it was Kevin Hart that I saw had said something. He goes, Lots of people thought I was an overnight sensation. Mm. And yeah, goes, that's the term I was thinking of. A ton of people don't realize how long I was doing this and I was trash. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many people stepped on me and spit mm-hmm. on me and didn't care. But I, it, if you keep going long enough, eventually you'll find it. Well, I think right now is a perfect time to go to a commercial break. Meet our sponsors, and then we'll come back to talk to BMO even more. All right, don't go anywhere. 
Did you hear the show last week with Jim James, owner of Park Street Books, as our guest? It was one amazing show. Jim really made that particular episode shine with his quick wit and dry humor. We like that stuff, but we don't like being upstaged by our guest, even if he is a major sponsor. So, Jim, we're going to make good on your ad this week, but please refrain from upstaging us next time. Visit Park Street Books at 504 Main Street in Medfield or online, finally, at parkstreetbooks.com. So I got a text from Mario about this week's ad, and this is what it said. The early snowstorm provided us with some much-needed nitrogen. The elders called it poor man's fertilizer. With the drought slowing, repairing itself, and the rain coming more frequently, let's do an extra lime and fertilizer app to the grass before we winterize the lawn and get all the leaves up off that grass. And also, the early snow has given us an early reminder. Let's get those snow stakes up, people. Oh, and please cut the grass short now. Those are tips for Mario, do it yourself or give him a call. Mario's Lawn Care. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You talked over it, but that's cool. We're not perfect. <laughs> the imperfection is kind of the endearing that's part the of our show, right? That's the beauty of it, you know? Yeah, it's charming. Like, it's real. You take comedy classes or improv. You've, you've done I some did. studying of it. And, and, and that was another radio thing. Uh-huh. I did that strictly because I thought it would make me a little quicker with uh, callers yep. on air, sure, and it might make me quicker in just coming up with content in the break and the joke that I might want to throw out there. Mm-hmm. What I love about your TikTok is I like your per- your personification of things like yes. 2020 <laughs> and Halloween and th- and I really admire your um your the your structure and your mechanics of because I'm like a big comedy nerd nerd about that. Through the classes is where I learned. Uh, they were telling me, if you have an idea, whatever weird thing it is, just write it down. So my notes app on my phone, full oh, of thank you. random okay. nonsense. Can we, can we stop and talk about our notes app on our <laughs> phone? Everybody nonsense. open your notes. Here's the problem. Even mine are weird. Here's the problem. If you don't address the notes yeah. pretty quickly, you're going to totally right. think you're a weirdo. Oh, <laughs> like, God, like, yeah. What was I doing? What? If someone dove into my notes, oh. like I would be convicted of things. Like yeah. I don't know what. Exactly. Yeah. I when I when I teach, I, I like write um, for you know my students' feedback, and yeah. I look like the dirtiest old lady. <laughs> <laughs> the dirtiest old lady. As a comedian, like you're doing open, you're doing an open mic, a show, a live show to a different level where yeah. you can really exercise everything out and figure yeah. it out, and that is exciting. It's funny because, it's funny you say, like, use the term comedian, too, because I, for the longest time, until Funny or Die mm-hmm. acknowledged me, I refuse to accept that term. Yeah. Because well, then you are a comedian because we do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, one, like, I've, mm-hmm. I've never done stand-up, and I was like, I feel like I should never, ever at any point consider myself that mm-hmm. until I've... Like, until I've been booed off a stage, I feel like I shouldn't say it. Really? And secondly, I, I'm one of those people that, like, it's a weird thing. Sarah hates it because I, I did this DJ-wise, too, because I, when I DJ, I, I, like, won't push to go to, like, the big venues because I'm like, I respect the DJs that are there, and I'm not their level. And so she hates it, and so I kept being like, you know, I ha- I'm not what these comedians are. They're comedians. I'm just this guy. And now it's reached a point where so many people like uh, have commented and they're like, when do you tour? Do you tour at all? And I'm like, well, I, I guess I got to start writing. So here's stuff. where I <laughs> warn you that Kathy has about, what, 20 events a week that she's doing. <laughs> she yes. will be hitting you up in the next 
day or two. <laughs> if you by day or two, I, I mean, if you leave here at 9 p.m., Expect a message by nine oh two. Actually, I was going to yeah. talk to you after the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> schedule because it's it's just funny to me. I think it just in general, it's just weird to me to accept that my funny has translated to people that aren't just my people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's. I I don't know. I don't know what. What it do you is. mean by my people? Like my friends, my like my circle. Oh, your people circle. That okay. Understand you, know? you already. Yeah. No, know you. Yeah. They know you personally. They right. got that background. But yeah. yeah but I, I would say as a comedian, I actually when I watched your stuff, I respected your craft. Yeah. As a comedian. Well, that that is a whole a whole nother level because I like I really never I still don't kind That's of feel so like weird. I fit in that pocket. Yeah. By oh, the way, shut up! You took the I, classes. I did, but like. <laughs> Still, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. I, f- I feel like the stand-up thing is something I have to do and figure out and start grasping. I'm going to help you figure start this out. And then I'll start you know what? to change it. I've never seen Kathy more excited than she is right now. <laughs> I've, I've been excited this whole show. I was, I was getting pumped up. I think by the weekend I was like looking, up, looking you yeah, up. Yeah. I was getting excited. And um, Kathy is a pretty accomplished comedian herself, so her talking to you and pumping you up, you should... Take oh, that as a credit I, too, because she is the. It's not bo- just the highlights here. <laughs> yeah, she just got her hair done tonight. She um, is a she is Boston Comedy Festival's runner-up. That means she's not the best comic around, but she's <laughs> means I'm up a there. She's <laughs> up there. Close. Yeah, she's close. It means I spent the prize money and I had to go back to J. Crew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pretty. Yeah. Bimo, we've been blowing enough smoke up your butt here, and uh, we think you're awesome. <laughs> Feels like it's about to get real. Yeah, it's going to get real. Yeah, we why did... don't you talk about the time you walked into a screen door while belting some Disney songs? <laughs> <laughs> I am very proud of this moment. Um, so we were at a friend's house at their fairly new apartment, like nice new apartment. And one thing that happens with my group of friends, because we're very much Disney people, mm-hmm. we like to get drunk, and then someone says, let's put on Disney Spotify. Like, Wait, you're with, losing me. By the with way, this is Rick's worst nightmare. <laughs> Without fail, this is what happens. So then all of a sudden, like people start busting out songs, whatever. It happens every Friendsgiving. It's just like, we know it's, once we're all drunk and we're all together, it just gets there. So we were at their new apartment, and I went out on the balcony, and I was... Like by by far, uh, "Under the Sea" is like my favorite Disney song. Obviously, so I'm in the house and I keep like getting pissed because every song that comes off comes on is not "Under the Sea," <laughs> and I was like, "This Pandora <laughs> is garbage." I thought it was Spotify. I was like, <laughs> whatever, whatever it was, and so I was like, you know what? Forget this. And I stormed down to the balcony and I was just drinking with whoever was out there. And then all of a sudden, I didn't realize, because it was a new apartment, I didn't know they had a screen to it. Mm-hmm. So the door was open, but the screen was not. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you hear do 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 do, and I turned <laughs> and I went full sprint into that. I was like, there it is. And Sarah on the other side said she saw my nose press <laughs> up against the screen door. And I was just like, ugh. And then bounced off, and then finally the door just kind of like fell back, yeah. and I had bent the whole thing like into pieces. But I did belt out under the sea. Now in my version, you would have gone directly through the screen door and left an imprint like Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I right. wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish. I want to see that rage video of you doing that, and then be like, "Oh, till as old as time." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Kat, why don't we just go around uh, and keep asking? 
oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. BMO questions based off of the uh, internet investigating Chaos. we did. <laughs> what I like about this, Brian, is that this is a very typical thing of comedians, is that you are very shy around new people. Yes. And Sarah thinks it's nuts. She she says it to me all the time because I'll be like, I will be the loudest person in the room consistently. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it'll come a time where it's like we're going to someone's house that I haven't met and whatever. And I'll just be like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Yeah, but that's not how you walked into my basement yeah, you're like, tonight. Yeah, like you have like well, a wall. I mean, up, that's because but... my brain exploded from the whole studio situation. <laughs> yeah, but like and so often, that's job, what happens. Right? Can I offer you a suggestion for the next time you're at a wedding? You're gonna find somebody that <laughs> didn't show up. <laughs> that's you're going. So you're gonna ask around and say, "Who's supposed to be here that isn't here?" <laughs> and they'll be like, "I don't know." Somebody's gonna tell you who it is. If you ask the bride and groom, somebody might have been dumb enough to call the bride on the day of her yep. wedding hours before the wedding and say hey i'm not coming tonight yeah you find that person's name tag and parade around and you parade but you, you parade have to with know that name tag and you also, get i'm pretty sure one of my everybody. friends signed the bet yeah she sure did. <laughs> oh you know this girl Gold you know the girl nails? my friend yeah my friend becca she was wild now do i she recall was? She, she lives in new that's orleans does she not she does that's where our conversation really took let's off. talk more about I this would... wild woman named rebecca from new orleans <laughs> that wears a gold not. dress and no. red lips fingers no here's what that's a callback here's what i mean there is that an interesting good. Rebecca yeah. story I have, though. Oh, let's hear from it. The, there was I, one. So what was she wearing? She, she was in all gold. Okay. <laughs> Always. But, yeah. Always. It was, it was weird thing. because she basically my friendship with Becca began because she was my bartender. And I went you, enough. You had your own bartender. It, it was, nice. yeah. She was, I have a lawn guy was it. named Mario. You've got a bartender. Oh, it's a, when you drink as much as I do, you eventually <laughs> get one. Right. So we had went out with another bartender friend of mine. And he does drink a lot. Right now he's between 5 p.m. at no excuses and 7 p.m. at almost Amen. there. This dude came in with a one-gallon jug and it's labeled from the top he's 7 a.m. water for a third morning. Country. When you drink so much, you have to stay hydrated. Alcohol yeah. dehydrates. It's a, it's a life that's, lesson. Yeah. That's, that's smart. You know? okay. See? We've, so, got, we've got some beers here if you want one. I'm good. Okay. I'm solid. Mike's into seven. Rick, he's in the middle of a story. Let's but keep going. Right. So, so Rebecca, Rebecca, back to Rebecca. So we go to this friend's house. We go out. And we're, I have to. Th- at this time, I was working at a de- gro- uh, grocery store deli, mm-hmm. and suddenly I never did any work. But somehow they all trusted me. And now mm-hmm. this on mm-hmm. this next day, I had to open the whole fish department, like on my own, and set it up. And corporate was coming to check it out at a deli. Yeah, yeah. Not the seafood department. Well, it was connected. Oh. For some reason, Was I don't know why. Was this a stop and shop? I mean, uh, Sudbury yeah, Farms. Sudbury Farms. Yeah, red okay. flag on that. So once they hear the story, they will fire me again, <laughs> retroactively. <laughs> but so I had went out with them the night before. I'm supposed to do all this. I'm supposed to be there at 6 a.m. And so, you know, we're out. We're having a few drinks, hanging out, chatting. We go back to my friend's apartment. We're all chatting, and then like. 5 a.m. rolls around, and I'm like, oh, we have to leave <laughs> right now. And so so she hops in my car, and we're driving back, and I'm like, I'm literally, you know when you start to feel like you're going to nod off? I'm like, I, I, this is a dangerous game to play. I have to work an eight-hour shift, and corporate's coming. I get home, and you, I have I'm sorry, like, do you want to start that over? You called an Uber. So I call it's this Uber, and the Uber is like, man, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just trying to take a nap. And <laughs> so we cruise back down home, and I get home. I sleep for literally 10 minutes. But she left in Adderall in the uh, cup holder, and she was like, this is the only way you're going to survive this shift. 
And I was like, I'm not doing that. And then she was like, I'm telling you right now, just you'll be fine. Take the pill, take the SATs, just take, and then go to school. Ch- just take the pill <laughs> and go to work and whatever. And then I'm sitting, literally sitting in the parking lot of work and looking, 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 looking. And finally just was like, whatever. Went in. And all of a sudden I was like, boop, 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 boop. Yep. And jolly as all hell. They offered me a full-time job on the spot. They <laughs> wow. were like, wow, this is amazing. No one has ever done this well. Uh, We've never seen anybody so We would efficient. love to see yeah. see you uh, full-time here. Would you ever consider that? I was like, God, no. no. <laughs> also, you smell like a Long Island iced tea, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, is, that is primarily my Becca. My Me and Becca's life was a lot of chaos just like that, which is why I'm not surprised she's the one who signed this card. Yeah, I was going to say, here's <laughs> the beauty in this. I know Becca for maybe two to five minutes of my life. That's <laughs> the most Becca, Becca you, story I have ever heard. Yeah. You knew Becca for five minutes and you got her phone number. You are a ladies' man. I like that you bang, brought bang. up Sudbury Farms because I feel like that okay, place has about an Mike identity crisis. Where, <laughs> yeah, let's talk right? more about Sudbury Farms. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> let's get back to the important <laughs> yeah. stuff. Mike, Mike's Sudbury a ladies' Farms, man. You said. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever driven by Sudbury Farms? Like, is this a quickie mart or is this a stop and shop? I, I don't know what this is. Right? <laughs> it's a whole thing. Brian, let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's do it. Tell me about the time that you kicked over a motorcycle. Yes. So, let me just say. Four locos were a bad idea. Me and a, a friend of mine went out, you know, going out to the the bar, the clubs, as the kids do, <laughs> and uh, we 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 have our fo- four locos before we get there. Mistake number one. So then we're sipping on whatever That's we're sipping pre-gaming. on while we're there. Yeah, we never pregame with Secret a four loco. Fun fact, <laughs> life no, lesson. Um, You'll never make it to the game. So, yeah. So as as we're leaving. And this is a thing that genuinely always aggravates me for whatever reason. And so we're walking out, and I see the front spot, the prime parking spot at this place. It, it Like, you know, a regular parking space, and there's just this little motorcycle in it. Mm-hmm. And I go, God, do I hate when, like, you just see, like, you could mm-hmm. park anywhere. Yes, I know what you And mean. you're taking up the whole spot where, mm-hmm. like, yep. me with my, my big car had to hunt and hunt for hours. Come on, you could have parked on the grass over right, there. Right. And so I looked at my friend dead in the face because now the four locos talking for me. Uh-oh. And I look at it and I go, I hate this. And then I go, RJ, start the car. And then he was like, <laughs> say less. Although he didn't say say less because that wasn't a phrase then. So he said, uh, yeah. And so, good idea. Which, which yeah. was the hottest phrase, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> yeah. at the time. And so, he, <laughs> people are lacking creativity in this era. Yeah. He gets in the car, and I look over, and he opens the door, which was like very gentlemanly. Mm-hmm. And he's got the door wide open, the car is on. And so, I just like take two steps back, one forward, and I kick that motorcycle with all my might, and it did not move. Oh. Like, didn't move at what all. What brand of motorcycle are we talking? Hell if I know. Sport bike or like, uh, or I think like it was chopper. A, uh, a touring a ch- bike, probably like a chopper. Like it yeah, was a, yeah. it was a good bike. It was like a motorcycle. Yeah, that's a heavy. Yeah, yeah. And did, so, it, did it go, or did it go? Wee, wee, wee. I didn't have, to, I didn't have time to find out. It, it was parked, like, Rick. <laughs> yeah, first it was of all, idiot. I didn't rev it up. Jeff has a motorbike, which is not a motorcycle. A fake motorcycle. But according to Progressive, it's a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's heavy. And that's mm-hmm. not this. No, so. And, yeah. like, me and my four loco happiness <laughs> yeah. didn't – I've never touched a motorcycle. I had no idea. Let alone so kick I, one. I yeah. kicked it, and I was like, God, this – okay. And then off I faintly the in the distance, is my I, hear, direction. I just hear, the hell are you doing? Oh, shit. And then I was like, uh-oh. 
and I turn around, still like just foggy, like, oh, these guys don't really care. And, <laughs> and there is a crew bike. of just massive men over by the door with the bouncers. And they're like, what are you trying to do? Ah! And I was like, all right, well, I've got one more shot. I so have I back 689,000 followers. And I sprint, followers. kick that sucker. It in front of everybody. In front wow. of everybody. Wow. You oh. went for another one. Yep. And was then, it a roundhouse kick? Tell me it was a roundhouse. How'd no, you kick it, it should have been a drop kick. It was still just like a kind of a forward front kick. Mm-hmm. Was it more yeah, of like yeah, a yeah. karate kick? But there kick? was there was much more karate kid kick? oomph in it. <laughs> like I wish there was more oomph, and I definitely wasn't balanced this time because I put more weight into it. I, so I kind of stumbled story. over it. Mm-hmm. So it goes down. I stumble over it, and I sprint to my friend's car, and I hop in. Slam the door shut, and I was like, they're coming. Let's get out of here. And he was like, gotcha. And then he puts it in reverse and casually backs up. <laughs> Slowly and casually and safely backs up. So then I was like, what are you doing? And now the guys are around the car, banging on Ooh. the car. And I'm like, this is terrifying. We're going to die. He goes, yes. no, we won't. And now he's finally facing where we can drive out. And he just gasses up and goes. One guy rips the side mirror off, and it's just dangling <gasps> as we fight. And then they, like, give up, and we get off, and we're free. And then we're halfway down the highway, and he goes, hey, could you do me a favor? I was like, what's up? He goes, <laughs> do you mind leaning out the window and just holding the mirror up just so I can see? <laughs> so we're driving home, and I'm holding the mirror, and we get back, and we go, we sh- probably should never touch Four Locos again because yeah. that was a bad idea. Yeah. I am going home tonight and I'm going to become a TikTok star. Yeah. Yes. And ignore my family. Yep. And accurate. Thank you. Thank you. And just, just some side effects to Reevaluate my life goals. And I hope the rest of us do the same thing. This was this was uh, a life lesson for all of us. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. I, I hope that we um continue the relationship. Hell yeah. Know, I, like we gotta partner up and stuff. I'm all for it. I'm all we're all like minded. I'm all for it. Yeah, I need positive people like you in my life. So don't we all? Yeah, yes. it's awesome. And not like Kathy and me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys. <laughs> I need a little bit more. Anyway, again, we'll talk after. Drop them too. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> you could do. Hey, we're back with the Rick and Bemo show. Here um, we are. We have our guests, uh, former hosts of the show, Kathy Harrison. Oh, so how does it page. feel? How does it feel? Uh, yeah, to be replaced. So, mm. folks, <laughs> as you're watching the NFL this week or college football, or whatever your football intake is, and you see that successful onside kick return for the other team, and you go, how did that happen? Never happens. My God. I'll tell you how it happened. The other team pre-gamed, and they pre-gamed with four locos. (laughs) And they may or may not have had Brian and his friends influencing them in that pregame party mm-hmm. with we, the four locos. We kicked over a lot of mo- motorcycles in that yeah. parking and lot. And it's not always pretty, and that team doesn't always win. But I'll tell you, they have the most fun, and those are the real winners. I want to paint a picture here. Mm-hmm. Uh, after pregaming, after going to the game, you go to a Sudbury Farms. Yeah. You leave that sud- said Sudbury Farms. You see a motorcycle, and you're like, i got to kick this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. i got to kick this. Gotta kick this sun gun. Right. Yeah, I can just see your getaway driver in that story, like, using his blinker. It was. You know, <laughs> stopping at red lights. Oh, it, there's it, a yield sign. But, but also the funny part of it is that in my mind, he wasn't going that slow. Like, we didn't connect that dot until the next day, and I was like, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could have done that so much faster. Safety right. first. <laughs> Safety yeah. first. It was my first getaway, Bimo. <laughs> I didn't want to get pulled 
rolled over. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up this show. Um, we just did. We just did. Yeah, we but we didn't. Did we the put... words goodbye come out of my mouth or yours or yours goodbye. or yours? No. On three. Goodbye on three. One, two, three. Goodbye. goodbye. So long. Farewell. Alvita and goodbye. That wraps up another episode of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast that reacts to the overreaction of other people reacting to small town problems. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about us. Small Town Scuttlebutt is released every Thursday wherever great podcasts are downloaded. Interact with the show and send your comments, videos, and voice memos to grievances at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Our standards are low, so feel confident your correspondence will be seen and addressed on a future show. Rick Fink Jr., Mike Page, and Kathy Ferris are represented by the Bravo Talent Group. Get in touch with the show by sending your email to leannebravo at smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Special thanks to our sponsors and listeners like you. And again, don't forget to tell your friends about Small Town Scuttlebutt.